0: Welcome to Back on the Broomstick, a modern witch's spoken word grimoire, where two witchy friends from way back are reconnecting to their pagan roots after a long period of mundanity. We're rewalking the path of the wise and trying
1: out all the latest spells, rituals, and magical theory in today's witchcraft and pagan practices.
0: So grab your wand and your incense, your cauldron and your crystals, and join us as we get Back on on the the Broomstick. Broomstick.
1: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Back on the Broomstick. I'm Layla.
0: And I'm Shell. What are we talking about today,
1: Layla? Crystals? Well, I had a little trouble with this uh, try it, Shell. Why? Well, I started out very, very cranky, and it got better, but I definitely started out cranky.
0: Cranky and doing the try it, or just cranky in general when it was time to do the try it?
1: I got ready to do the try it and realized that All my crystals are gone. Like most of my crystals are just gone. When we moved, they were in a box from my office that had tons of crystals, including, and this breaks my heart, an old craft box that I had gotten when I was a little witchling And had written out every single, you know, those boxes that are divided with little squares in them. Yeah, I had written out what different crystals meant and like taped it to the inside of those squares. And it was full of all my crystals from when I was a witchling back in the 80s. And a bunch of my old books were in there. My daughter's VR headset was on the top of the box. That's the box. And that's the box we can't find. So it either got disappeared when we hired people to help us when we broke down or somehow it disappeared on its own I don't know but we can't find it so anyways I was very cranky being reminded of that and reminded that that's where all my crystals were and I couldn't do a big beautiful crystal grid meditation
0: whereas on the flip side I had a much more pleasant experience because I am doing that end of the summer gut your bedroom clean everything out dust touch everything kind of clean. And I actually had ripped out all of my crystals, all my altar stuff, everything actually, and cleaned and dusted and and just did good stuff to it all. And then as I was putting my room back together and and putting some of my stuff away, I was like, oh yeah, I got to do this crystal grid. So I actually was able to do it knowing where everything was. Everything was all great and shiny and sparkly. But to that end, I still would like to recharge them under the moon. But, you know, here we are. At least they were dusted. So our topic today
1: is crystal grid meditations. So obviously, Shell was very well prepared for her meditation today. And I had a little bit of trouble. But despite all of that, today's topic encompasses some of my absolute favorite things. Sacred geometry, magical math, crystals, meditation,
0: and for all of our listeners, these are all the things that Shell tries to avoid in life. <laughs> well, no, <crystals>. Medications.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, the crystal part, you got down.
0: I love crystals, but once you start talking the M word, forget about <laughs> it. Yeah.
1: So actually, I was kind of surprised when we picked this topic to be our try it that I hadn't actually tried it yet. At least not in this particular form.
0: I think that we have both have an interesting perspective here, which our listeners will see on Instagram because we're going to post pictures. I use a wooden cutout grid template. I don't know. Maybe a grid template isn't the right word for it. I'm sure you have a word for it.
1: Well, sacred geometry is what that grid template is showing a picture of.
0: The particular
1: one that Shell is holding up right now happens to have the name called Metatron's Cube. A lot of these geometric shapes have different names. The particular one I wanted to use today was called the flower of life. There's also the tree of life, the seed of life, the germ of life, and some have different names like vector equilibrium or Merkaba. There's a lot of different sacred geometry shapes out there that you can find, but you can also find your own or make your own. There are hundreds of shapes that are used. Uh, Some are more common than others. They've been called, quote, perfect figures and often referred to as the architecture of the universe. And you can see these things in the natural world and they're very satisfying. Our brains love them. And they're all kind of based on phi or the Fibonacci sequence, the golden ratio. So that's where we get into the magical math, but you don't need to know any of that to be able to do a crystal grid
0: meditation. Thank God, because I don't know any of that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Shell has picked out a beautiful geometric figure on a wooden plaque. What'd you do with it?
0: I'm all into to manifesting abundance in my life right now. So I got some, what I like to be, abundant stones, different strokes for different folks. Maybe you use one thing, I use another. But I did put my uh pyrite right in the center. Good stone for abundance. Yep. And I used um a few, not all, obviously, but I did use multiple green stones. Cause well, green, money. So I just I just kind of did my own thing with it. You know, I, I don't know the math, the rhyme or the reason. I just I just laid it out with intention and kind of focused on it, you know. And
1: that's exactly what you're supposed to do in a crystal grid meditation. If you know the math, if you know the high magic Sure, that's great, but it's definitely not necessary. This is more what I would classify as chaos magic. We'll get into that later. But all you need to know is that if you take a geometric shape, it can be anything. You can draw a circle. You can draw a square. You can draw a grid. You can find them online or make your own. And all you do is you take your crystals and then align them. Like Shell said, she picked a center stone that aligned with her intent. And that's really what you want to do. You'd like to pick one that's going to send this energy, whatever your purpose, your intent is, out to the universe, out to the natural world, out to the deities, out to wherever this manifestation is going to come from. You need a stone to point you in the direction.
0: And that's why I thought with my whole, you know, wanting to create abundance that maybe pyrite was the way to start.
1: Yep. So you pick your center stone, matches your intention. Perfect
0: now my question is is i've seen your picture um i haven't posted it yet on instagram but i've seen your photo Uh you don't use a wooden grid like i do you just like did this on the fly what's up with that
1: (laughs) well that kind of gets into a little bit with i was cranky when i started this i had a grid picked out it's called the happiness grid in sacred geometry it's basically circles same size circles, and you put them together, touching inside a bigger circle. Anyways, it ends up looking like a flower. And it, it's beautiful because it's made with all circles, but it has straight lines in it. So you get both that circular, soft, receptive energy, as well as the strong, dynamic, straight energy. You get both. You get a balance in it. I had planned on using that, and I had brought that grid out with me, just printed out on a piece of paper. Because again, this isn't something I've done before in this type of form. But then I remembered I didn't have the crystals in order to do it the way that I wanted to. And I got really mad, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I got really cranky. (laughs) I was. I was. And here I'm all getting ready to go into this meditative space. I'm super excited because, again, favorite things, sacred geometry, math, crystals, meditation. Yeah, I was stoked. Crystals are gone, disappeared, grew legs, walked off. However, they're gone. They're gone. And so I was kind of in a funk for a little while. And then I went over to the space where I have put out the altar stuff that I do still have. And I, I have crystals there. I have a small handful of crystals. I have an amethyst point that I've had forever. I have some other beautiful small crystals that were given to me or that I had gotten in different rituals. And I'm like, you know what? These aren't exactly what I wanted. They aren't the quote unquote right kind of crystals. So I'm going to do it my way. None of them matched. <laughs> none, of the, none of them were what I had read online or in books or I, I spoke to a gentleman, Ed the Pagan, who's part of Pagan TV. He actually does a large crystal grid around the whole world. We'll get into that at a different time. But I asked him for some pointers and he basically said it was no problem. There are no set types of crystals or kinds of crystals, raw points, polished stones. There's no rules you have to follow regarding the kinds of crystals that you put in your grid. So armed with that extra bit of knowledge, I decided to just go for it. My crystals didn't look like I thought they were supposed to. And so when I went outside to the stone table I have in my backyard, I, again, was still mad and wasn't sure what I was going to do. And then I just noticed how beautiful the table looked and the, the seed pods and the little flowers that were on it. And my crystals looked gorgeous on this table. And right there was a cicada skin. And then I knew I just had to do more of elven chess, I guess. And what elven chess is, you just take natural things that you find and you place them in a beautiful format on on a stump or a table or whatever. So my crystal grid took on more of a free form, natural flowing occurring shape. And I very much got into a meditative flow as I was doing it.
0: Well, I'm glad it worked out and you got out of your
1: crankiness. (laughs) I did. And it worked out beautifully. So tell me more about your shape about your crystal grid.
0: Now I kind of, because I have the the wooden geometrical pre-made thing here, um, I just kind of went with the points. I have six circles uh, on the outside and then a bunch of, of, of pointy lines that come together on the insides. And I just kind of put crystals at the different points. I also have a second grid that's much smaller actually. Um, this is like a four inch one. This actually has like moon phases on it. It's gorgeous. Um, The center looks like a
1: honeycomb or almost like a sunflower seed. It does. It
0: looks like a sunflower with the moon phases around it, I think. And when I've used that one, I actually do it in between the moon phases on the points because I don't know the witch in me doesn't want to cover up the moons. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) This is probably just a me thing. Who knows? So I put it on the points in between the moons. Um, and then, you know, like you said, you're going to have whatever your focus stone is in the center.
1: And as far as these patterns go, I just have to just in a side shell. What the hell? I like sacred math. I like sacred geometry. And I have none of those things
0: and have yeah, never I'm done the it. one with the wooden grids.
1: You're the freaking kitchen witch. And you have the grids <laughs> and have done this before. <laughs>
0: How does this work? It's gotta know. be a it's gotta be a living in Salem thing. I don't know. It must be, but I love it. But Shell is absolutely
1: correct. There is no wrong way to put your crystals on these grids. You are literally supposed to work with your intention, your feelings, the way it feels right to you.
0: And as Layla pointed out, there's no wrong crystals or elven chess pieces to use, use what works. And, and, yes. and if your intention is there, that's really all that
1: matters. Absolutely. And and the, the meditation part comes in when you lay these crystals down, you can almost feel them click into place when you lay it along a line, or like Shell said, on a point or on a star or in a circle or in a space, it starts to fit nicely. And a lot of times, like you'll see in the picture of my elven chess crystal grid It's very symmetrical, even as it's chaotic and and it feels right and it feels good as you align these things down in the patterns and you'll know you're doing it right because it does feel right. And anyone who's worked with crystals before knows that they definitely have a a weight, a feeling, an energy to them that especially when you're putting them where they want to be, you can kind of you get a reciprocal feeling with that. So did you feel any of that, Shell, as you were putting the crystals down?
0: Well, I was kind of, my intent was more of a, like I said, kind of a doing an abundance uh, manifestation. So I guess I will have to let you know.
1: One of the first things that I learned when doing any type of work with crystals is you want to get them on your side. You want to talk. like fairies like fairies and you want to align them with what you're doing so i took all these crystals that i had from again various gifts rituals different things and i i held them with me and i spoke to them i literally breathed on them and breathed with them for a little bit while i thought about my intentions and then i told them what i was about to do i literally held the crystals in my hands and i told them now we're going to we're (laughs) going to try this crystal grid meditation never done one before but this is going to be my intention and my intention was to find groundedness and connection and clarity really and i think it worked it was really nice but yeah so you speak to your crystals tell them what the intention is before you set up your grid and then get into your magical space like you normally would um did you do this as a full ritual shell or, or did you just kind of sit down and i didn't do it as a
0: full ritual um i kind of did it more as a just kind of sit down think about my intention i have a plethora of stones to choose from and it, it i think a lot of my intention literally was more picking the stones more so than laying them out probably not the way that was supposed to go but I, I put probably a little more intention into what stones I was picking to lay out and the little OCD side in me. I had to put all the green ones down first. Then I started with a couple of clear quartz crystals I had. I put, I, I had to do things in like a color code that made sense to me, but that's a me thing.
1: <laughs> I found that I did the same thing as I was sitting at my stone altar in the backyard. I oriented myself more because there's a couple of grooves in the table and so I oriented myself to kind of make those grooves flow with the energy of the stones I was laying down. And I realized as I was putting them down that I was facing north and I put all my green stones in the north, all my yellow and white stones, you know, and so I had placed them subconsciously, I'm sure, maybe a little consciously, I'm, but in their correct quarters. So the stones that corresponded to the correct quarters went there. And when I found that cicada skin, the shed cicada skin, that went in the south. Uh, in the box of stones, was a, the box itself was a gift from an old friend, a very dear friend who has passed on, Patricia Keneally Morrison, that Shell and I got the great pleasure to meet a few years ago and to host for a while.
0: Harold Hail the, the Traveler, Travelman.
1: man. Um, at least they're together. But one of the things she gave me while she was here was a, um, I don't know what it's made out of, a small silver tadpole.
0: Is it, it like pewter or something?
1: Yeah, I think it's a small pewter tadpole. And, and that was in with some of the crystals that I had. Again, they were gifts. So I put that in the West. And I had, uh, when we broke down in New Mexico, I had bought a turquoise bear, a little bear charm. And so he went in the North. And in the East, I had a monarch butterfly that when we first moved to the house, I had found dead in the driveway. And I, I kept in my indoor plants. So that went in the east. So I had a little bit of everything there. Again, it was more elven chess than crystal (laughs) meditation, but it was what I needed. I didn't have a mathematical grid in front of me. And I was upset and angry. And so connecting to the earth, I think, along with those crystals, and the very act of placing them was so meditative to me, just putting everything together and making it look beautiful and pleasing and feel right to my soul completely calmed me down and grounded me and brought me back to the fact that I know those crystals and those books and those things were things I'd had for a long time but they're just things and it's okay I'm I'm here now I have these things and I can still make it pretty and beautiful and work even though I didn't have the geometric grid that I had printed out and planned on using
0: Now, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about at all, but I need to point this out to our listeners, which you'll see on Instagram. So you and I, hundreds of miles apart here, we're not doing these triads together. You're doing Mm, it at your home. I'm doing it at my home. Did you notice that A, we both ended up using what they call aura crystals and B, we both picked the green aura crystal. Did you notice that in our photos?
1: So you got to show me. So not only did I not know, I still haven't seen it yet. And it's
0: funny because I put mine in the absolute north and you put yours in the north, but a little to the side. So I just think it's funny that we both picked green aura crystals.
1: That crystal is one that my husband got at Brushwood. If you'll notice, it has a corresponding point. You're talking about the one that's in the um, northwest quadrant. And then I have another in the southeast quadrant. Yep. they were at one time one long cylinder.
0: Really? Oh, see, it looks it looks like one of those green aura stones.
1: It does. No, this is a fl- it's a fluorite. It's a green and purple fluorite. He carried that for uh, a whole summer and infused that with brushwood drumming and fire magic. And
0: I hate when stones break.
1: Yeah, it just cut cleanly in that one point. So it still feels magical. It still has that energy. And when I set it there, the the cut ends uh, it kind of rolled on the table and the cut ends aligned so almost like magnetic. How oh, cool! If you look in the picture, if you slide them straight, it, they would fit perfectly together. It was very cool.
0: Well, we'll have to get Layla some some stones and load her back up.
1: <laughs> I'm not worried about it. It'll come. It's okay. And uh, I do worry a little bit about whoever took that box.
0: Well, yeah, that's you know that's a karma thing. As a witch's <laughs> I box, can't help like you that. with that not the one you want to be stealing. Can't help you with that. No. Do you think this is something that you're going to want to do again, or something that you would do regularly? Yes. And yes, Um, I would, I would do it
1: both the Elvin chess way that I did it here. And also the traditional using a grid because I, I do like that. But I just, for me personally doing a grid, I want more points than I do round polished crystals. I would like points better. You mean crystals
0: or the grid itself
1: crystals i'd rather have crystal points like unpolished points uh as opposed Does to that polished stones. when making a grid no but for me it would feel better when okay. i placed them i would like that better whereas i feel like in a in an elven chess it's a little a little more free form a little less rules i don't know i guess that's a rule a self-rule i've imposed on myself <laughs> <laughs>
0: and that's really the only rules that are that there really are with all of this is self-imposed
1: now to be honest when you first said crystal grid meditation i jumped back to when you and i would do stonings we would do stoning meditations right and
0: different thing
1: yes now i don't mean stoning as in cannabis stoned, but what i do mean is we would do a crystal countdown alpha state type meditation or a chakra meditation, and we would place stones that corresponded to the chakra points all along our body on our actual body, sometimes along the meridian points, sometimes at different points on the body. You know, I believed we did a, um, a fertility meditation on someone and had the stones around yep. their womb on their lower belly. Uh, we've done heart clearing, you can use stones on your body. It was basically do-
0: our body was the grid
1: that's for yes yes <laughs> think of your body as the grid and put the stones there and we did those or stones around your body in a ritual same with chakra
0: cleansing you can do the same thing uh, to, to cleanse your chakras and for that i actually use the corresponding chakra stones yes
1: and you can buy kits of that or you can use your intuition to find stones that work for you so this is something that we have done in different forms for a long time i, I just i'm I'm surprised I never stumbled across the crystals on sacred geometry. I have seen people put crystals in patterns before and to make almost Mandela type patterns.
0: with You those. see that a lot at festivals and such. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and it's beautiful and you can feel the energy and, and it, they make wonderful meditations, both the creation of it and the sitting and looking at it. So for me, I like the creation of it a lot. That for me is very, very meditative. And then sitting with it, feeling that vibrational energy is also very nice. Um, I'm not one to leave crystals out like this. Like um,
0: after a little while, I just bundled them up and put them away. Oh, absolutely. Same thing. I mean, I got two cats here, people.
1: We can't be leaving
0: (laughs) this stuff out for an afternoon. The cats would be like playing like pinball with it.
1: (laughs) But you can. You can set them up permanently. You can set them up temporarily. You can leave them for any length of time you like. Whatever works for you.
0: What I had thought about um, actually is... I know that that by the time this episode airs, it will probably be the blue moon or the day after. But I was thinking of resetting up my grid outside um, under the blue moon later this week.
1: Oh, I like that. You know, just to go on a slight tangent, I think I'm going to try to make some Florida water under the the blue moon this week. Nice. Yeah. So that's basically just taking some vodka and putting in some different flowers and a few different oils putting that out under the moon to charge and, you know, have myself some good Florida water. So we'll see if that works.
0: I am actually this weekend, um, up here in the, in the Northeast, I'm looking to make some hurricane water, get some storm water going on. Mm -hmm.
1: The blue moon is a
0: wonderful time to do all
1: sorts of different charging. I mean, the energies of this are just going to be
0: so much fun. I love doing crystal cleanses on a blue moon. I don't know. It seems right. Weird. I don't know, but I personally think that that's a a great time to just kind of clear and recharge and reboot all of your crystals and actually any of your magical tools for that matter um, on a blue moon.
1: Yep. I have a tarot deck that I just recently received that's secondhand. And so part of my cleansing, the last part of my cleansing of this deck is going to be having it out under the blue moon. So that's something else that you can do, which
0: I've also done with crystals, um, cover the deck with crystals on top and charge it that way. I've done that as well. Oh, that's really nice, too. That's actually a
1: good point. Something that you want to charge, put it outside under the blue moon and put crystals on top of it to amplify that energy in certain directions on your own.
0: absolutely, absolutely.
1: So, and yeah, a crystal grid, like if you're using a geometric grid with crystals on it, and you're going to put that under the blue moon. How fun will that be? That's going to be some that's going to be some energy amplification right there.
0: That's like a whole different triad episode, I think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so how about you, Shel? I mean, obviously, you have those boards. You've done this type of meditation in the past, even though you might not. What do you call it if not a meditation?
0: My crystal grid? Why do you have to call <laughs> everything a meditation, Layla? Why does everything have to be called a meditation, man? It's a good point. Very good point. I don't know. I think I'm obsessed. But so when you
1: do your crystal grid, not meditation. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a preference for one or the other of those grids? Do you think you'll get different types
0: of... um... You know, honestly, it kind of depends on what I'm doing it for. Because as you can see, uh, the one I used uh, for, for this particular try it was a six inch um these are not big grids by the way Mm -hmm. this is a six inch grid and then the other one that has all the moon phases in it is actually only a four inch grid you know how you can get those like um stone chips the crystal chips if i'm going to use the the smaller one with the moon phases on it i generally use chips on that Gotcha. just because it's a smaller board. Whereas this one, because it's a little bigger, I'll just put any old big old fatty on there. Um, but the smaller one I feel is more for like the chips. Gotcha.
1: And that's another good point is it doesn't have to be big, huge crystals. I've seen pictures all over, you know, witchy social media with the gigantic crystal quartz in the center of their grid. It doesn't have to be like that. Like Shell said, you can use the chips, get yourself a bag of chips. You don't need You don't need to use the big, huge crystals. Right,
0: right. It's about
1: your intention, not your tool. Yep. And now Ed the Pagan, who works very often with crystal grids and often talks about a crystal grid that he has set up, again, spanning continents. He says that he likes to, um, after setting the center crystal, he likes to set several crystals with their points pointing outward to project the energy and some with the tips pointing inward to draw in energy that he'd like. And he uses the center stone as the projector. And that makes like a local field of magic. And then you Mm -hmm. kind of work with or meditate with that energy. So you could do a bigger one where you bury these crystal points around your house. Like we've talked about doing protections for a home or blessings for a home. You could bury crystals around your home to do a crystal grid right where you live.
0: You can do one for, you can do one for love. We don't like to promote love spells and love magic, but you can do a grid for it.
1: (laughs) You absolutely could, especially a grid for self-love. And the geometric pattern you pick, that can also have an effect on the type of spell or the work that you're doing. So it could be a meditation. It could be a spell. It could be a ritual. It could be something you leave permanently. There's a lot of different uses for this type of
0: meditation, whether you call it that or not. I definitely think this was a really good try it. I think this was definitely something that I'm going to use my grid again, because we're not calling it a meditation. Mm-hmm. And I think this is one that that our listeners should give it a go. It's easy. It's fun, a little artsy, but this this was a good one.
1: Yeah, I very much enjoyed it myself. And I, I do think that um, the balance of it really appeals to my brain the beauty of using crystals and being able to feel that energy it's very satisfying it's very soothing so i highly recommend that our listeners try it and i'm glad i did
0: i just love you coined the phrase elven chess
1: no that's (laughs) not a me thing (laughs) i think i first read that in a green egg magazine oberon zell great guy by the way but oberon zell and friends i believe coined that in an old Green
0: Egg Magazine long, long time ago. So. Well, I'm going to take my crystal grid and I'm going to get it ready to be taken out in front of that blue moon here in a few days. All right.
1: And I'm still laughing my ass off over you using the geometric forms and me doing elven chess in my backyard. I think Isn't that's that how, how we roll? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Back on the Broomstick. We really appreciate all the likes, the comments, the emails that we've been getting please keep them coming if you have any questions or ideas send us a dm at back on the broomstick or email us at back on the broomstick at gmail.com check out our new facebook page slash back on the broomstick check out our website coming soon back on the broomstick.com
0: and i love getting all your messages on instagram and sharing them with layla and you guys rock and just just keep it coming and keep it witchy